It may surprise you to realize that mystery and paradox are at the heart of Christian faith. Today, I'd like to address that. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you, as always. One of the joys of my work is the opportunity to uh, have conversations and discussions with people about issues of faith, um, which, of course, will not surprise you, happens a lot in my line of work. Um, I will say, by the way, one of the joys of doing this uh, podcast in this format is the chance to connect with people um, and engage with some of you who are on the other side of the camera here. And I want to I want to say a word of thanks to, I believe I'm, I'm pronouncing it correctly, to Niall from uh, originally from Ireland, uh, now living in South Africa who reached out to me earlier this week with a very thoughtful and uh, beautiful email. So Niall, thank you for reaching out. Um, It's been a joy to connect with people like you uh, from around the world, truly, um, and um, I enjoy those conversations. So uh, if others of you want to reach out to me with questions or comments, uh, please know I'm always open to that. For today's episode, I'm actually though thinking about a conversation I had with a member here in person um, of the church The conversation probably was an hour and a half or so, um, and so we're obviously not going to recount all of that in this brief time. But ever since I had that conversation, I've been reflecting on some of the things that came up in it. And I want to at least lift up one of those points in today's episode, and maybe we'll talk about some of the other things we chatted about in a future episode. Uh, What prompted that conversation on the part of this individual was a Bible study he was doing, not connected to this congregation, about one of the most um, difficult books of the Bible to understand, the book of Revelation. And he was hearing things in that Bible study, both from, I think, the people teaching it and also others that concerned him a bit, which I will put under the umbrella of sort of... um, Uh, unnecessary or unfounded, I'm going to call it clarity, about some issues in that book that I think are maybe not quite as black and white or as clear as we'd like them to be. And in those conversations, the gentleman I was meeting with was sensing a a kind of feeling of um, people moving towards a, a place of who's in and who's out based on this sort of very black and white reading or clear reading of Revelation, which I'm not sure is really justified. So I want to say a couple things about that. <clears throat> One, I do. there, there clearly are things that are very um, bedrock uh, issues related to our faith that we can be very clear about, okay? Uh, those would include things like God is love and God loves you. I think there's absolute clarity about that. Or the fact that God, through the work of Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection, uh, has forgiven you. We can be clear about that. I think we can be clear about the fact that God is inviting all of us, um, all of the time, into God's ongoing reconciling work in the world, which we've talked about this here in a variety of ways, which always means inviting you particularly to the new unique role that God has in mind for you, right? So I'm not opposed to clarity. I want to be very <laughs> clear about that, uh, no pun intended. However, I also want to lift up the fact that baked into our Christian faith is, uh, you know, pick your word for it, tension, 
paradox, mystery with a capital M, which means as Christians, we also, with that clarity about certain things, we also have to be appropriately humble. Uh, and just uh, yesterday, I think I posted on the Parallel Instagram account page for this, a quote from Arthur Brooks, who's coming in October as part of our Faith in Life, who said, um, use your faith as a gift never as a weapon. And I sensed in the conversation I was having with this other gentleman that some people he was encountering were moving towards weaponizing issues of faith, which is never helpful or, and I don't, I don't think it's what God wants. So back to the point about sort of these tensions or paradoxes or mysteries of the Christian faith, um, which again, by definition, means they are things that we will never have perfect clarity about, right? I would lift up three. One, uh, in our Christian teaching, we teach that and believe that the world is both very good, we get that directly from Genesis, but also that the world is broken, it's fallen. There's something fundamentally wrong with it as we experience it today. So those are in some ways irreconcilable, very good, and yet fallen. Um, when we talk about God as Christians, we talk about the Trinity, which is God is both one and God is also three. Not one or the other, but both of those things. Again, those are absolutely intention. Uh, similarly, in the third point is when we talk about Jesus, we believe and confess and teach that Jesus is fully human and fully divine. You cannot resolve those uh, intellectually. And yet, for two millennia now, many people, and I understand this, because as human beings, we want to have clarity, we want to have closure, we, 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 aren't, we don't like these things that are intention. So for two millennia, people have tried to say, well, for example, let's take Jesus. I know that we as Christians teach that Jesus is both fully human and fully divine, but it would make a lot more sense, wouldn't it, if we collapsed that to one or the other, if we said, well, Jesus, he's really divine, but he just appears to be human, or he's really human, but just appears to be divine, for example. And I would say one of the miracles of the Christian church over the centuries, over the millennia, has been this instinct that uh, recognizes, yes, it would be maybe easier, simpler, it would make more sense if we collapse those tensions, but we're not going to. Because fundamentally, we believe that God is bigger than our rational capacity to put God in some kind of box, and we're okay uh, living with that tension because it points to something, again, bigger than us, uh, beyond our capacity to completely understand at least. And again, I think that drives us ultimately to a place of humility where we can engage other people not by beating them up with our dogma or doctrine, but by uh, coming to them, as our Arthur Brooks again mentions, with our faith as an invitation and as a gift. Anyway, I've been thinking about that. I hope that's helpful uh, for some of you. If you're, again, if you've got other questions related to that, I would love to hear them or comments about what I just shared. And I'll come back maybe to some other points we had in that conversation in the weeks ahead. But in the meantime, as always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.